This episode of Soccer Situations is brought to you by Littlefoot Coffee. Alex says, winter's monsters flying off the shelves. So, Go get it while you can. Limited edition sticker, people. And we are running out fast, I'll tell you that. Tell the tell us about the extra sparkly stickers. Is it what do you call it? Frost. We have pixie fairy? dust stickers this year. Pixie dust stickers. I was just actually saying today to Rosie, man, those things really rainbow shimmering right now, and I'm really liking it. <laughs> There's coffee too. The coffee's delicious as well. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to episode 39 of Soccer Situations. This week, the greatest rivalry in the history of the league gives us the worst match in the history of the world. We've got. Arsenal cruising past Brighton and City slipping at the Palace. And the Carabao Cup is still happening. Let's go. enjoying it just getting excited I was just pod. enjoying it getting the mic up and ready but yeah we actually had so many headlines that i missed one in the intro and that is that the uh champions league knockouts have been drawn as well yes a lot I, to talk how about could this we week, forget right pretty awesome week of football how's everybody doing gravy gravy feeling good feeling good checking in i think feeling good i'm feeling pretty good i spent an hour in the editing booth last week trying to zoom in on away from Alex and toward gravy in a portion of the podcast. And when I couldn't get the zoom done in that amount of time, I decided the people just needed the podcast more yeah. than they needed a zoom on gravy. We'll get it one day. Maybe my premier skills, they increase inch by inch every week. This week, maybe we can get the zoom. One day there's going to be a shock zoom to gravy as he goes by. We're going to be excited. It's going to cut to a full CG scene of him fighting Superman. That would be fantastic. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that's going to put us on the map, Todd. Right. <laughs> yeah. Kittens fighting superheroes. Yeah. But anyway, where did he go? God, Alex lurking. got a black kitten. We have black floors. He just disappears. It's impossible to see him. So easily. <laughs> Little ninja. It's pretty amazing stuff. But anyway, yeah, let's dive in. Yeah. What's new with you? You know, we're winding down the holiday season. Littlefoot is been busy. We had a successful holiday market over the weekend. That's right. Yeah, it was good. It was nice. Cookies. We were slinging our those cookies were unbelievable. Super good. Who made those? Yeah, again? Uh, foliage and flower. Okay. Um, they're actually. Um, do you remember Ian's wedding photographer? Yeah. That's the same duo. Oh. Okay. I think he does the photography stuff. She does the baking side of things. So there's two different businesses, but they're right on. same people. They're awesome. Cool. Yeah, and they're very good at both things. Nice. Delicious cookies. Delicious cookies. Good wedding photos. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. I'm ready for a break. I bet. We're going to try and be shut down shut down for a week. Yeah, you told me what you were. Are you going to try and go for a full week off? Yeah, we're going to try. We're going to be, we were going to send out an open offer if people need coffee wholesale wise. We'll be there, but we're going to try and stay home as much as we can. Sweet. So I'm looking forward to that. Home for the holidays. Yeah, it'd be nice. Cool. Do we have family coming in? I have no idea. <laughs> Our family doesn't know how to communicate, so we don't know. They That's just true. show up. They'll just pop in. They text us when they're on the road. We'll know last minute. That's that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. 
Anyway, I don't have anything to talk yeah, about but movies new. this week, really. You guys saw this. I was like, man, I got to catch up on movies. This is a list. I had a movie week. Movies are better than TV, I decided. Yeah. You know? Um, that Monarch show I'm still watching and a couple other TV shows, and it's fine. Yeah. Monarch, it's so up and down. I've been complaining about, like, the idiot young cast that is so bad. They're just terrible, terrible casting. Yeah. And then I think they heard me this week. They come at me with an episode that's all the OGs. It's tons of Russell. <laughs> and um yeah tons suddenly of, it's good again russells we got wyatt and kurt in the mix again and we get godzilla actual godzilla appearances oh, shit. both in the past and present and i was like all right all right my there you go they pull you now they bring me they right took you in. to the edge the algorithm of quitting knows when you're about to quit dude yeah. anyway yeah then they feed you an episode of action yeah. Pull you right back in. I fired off quite a trio of movies this week, though. I'm, I, I loved it. Yeah. I watched uh, The Killer, David Fincher, Long Past Due. Mm. Tried to watch it in the theater, never made it. And then yeah. I pouted for so long that I just hadn't <laughs> watched it. finally caved in to watch it at home. watch it on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. But I did, and it was amazing, of course. Fastbender is incredible. It's so it's funny, actor. dude. It's so funny. Because it's a very, very serious movie. You know, tense, violent movie about uh, an assassin that's like a psychopath killer. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it's also funny. He's got his little mantra that he does, you know, about being like a Zen perfect killer. And every time he starts to like do it, he gets fucked up. <laughs> like something fucks it up. It's pretty funny. Stuff. That's amazing. It's like low key, really, really funny. There's like a little comic relief in everywhere and like super tense moments. It's like Fincher standard comedy relief. Yeah. So like calling it comic relief is a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 But then I did move on to some comic relief. I watched the Gran Turismo movie. Oh, yeah. We That's talked movie about this about one. The PlayStation game. There's a lot of video game movies out now. Um, this is kind of a weird one to be like A lot of them like, have been adapted as, as like really well as cinematic like you know art. Yeah. This one makes no bones about being a video game. It <laughs> is overlaying the actual video game over the movie within minutes of starting. It's and, just like and a, throughout the entire movie. Massive cinematic trailer for Gran Turismo, basically. A hundred percent. But I mean, who doesn't love, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a Rocky movie. It's a sports underdog movie. The it's best. Like, this kid, no one believes in. There's no way this kid can race the real thing. Yeah. Do you think he can yep. do it, Alex? I bet he does. <laughs> I bet he does it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I said this to you earlier in the week, but it's funny because this movie's dog shit and the whole thing is a commercial for the video game. Yeah, of course. But it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. Yeah. But David Harbour, meanwhile, is in the middle of it as the team manager. Like, doing, oh, yeah, like, you're doing talking about like how much... Oscar-caliber Oscar work. He's just slain. <laughs> just dude. random. He doesn't turn it off. It doesn't matter what movie he's no, working on. No, David Harbour shows up in that movie. And it's, Crushing it. Yeah, I loved it for him, honestly. That's amazing. I'm a sucker for those movies, too. Like those, like you said, the underdog sports movies. Dude, don't... They're so easy for me to get roped into. This motherfucker. I've been trying to get him to watch Warrior, the ultimate. Oh, yeah, it's true. The UFC. If it got me to watch a UFC movie, dude, come on. I know. I know. Come on, two unheralded. It's because my players. hero. It's because my hero Gillis is making fun of it on an episode, and he, I, yeah, I couldn't do you it. You know his taste in media. I know he's terrible. He's, he's got terrible taste. He's honestly, that movie dominates, dude. Yeah. No, I don't. Honestly, don't even know the last time I sat down and watched a movie. Right. I get paralysis by looking at Netflix because I'm just like, I don't know what I want to watch. You know what's crazy about that movie Gran Turismo? We're gonna get into spoiler alert here, but this movie's so stupid. Don't worry. It's, too yeah, much it's a about racing, it. silly movie. It is going along the numbers so typically. You know, he's got his little, his rich rival. He's the underdog. You know, it's like we don't believe in sim racing. The rich team, the bad guys, yada yada. You know, just barely working his way up into the league and yeah. so forth. And then I don't know where they throw in this B plot, dude. Where he fucking sends his car off the track and kills a spectator. Oh, my God. Like, 
Two hours into the movie, I feel like near the end of it, all of a sudden his fucking, I think they're at the Nürburgring. I also think his first professional race is at the Nürburgring. I'm like, that doesn't seem safe. Uh, no, not at all. Yeah. And he like crests over a hill and his, his car catches air and, and goes into the crowd and kills somebody. <laughs> well, at first, he cr- it's like a really awesome, serious crash scene. Well, yeah. well, well done cinematically. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and um, Neil Blockcamp directed that, by the way. I forgot who did um, District 9. Oh shit! I love this. So I'm, I shouldn't be surprised that it looked good. Yeah. But um. Yeah, as he's like tossing through the air, getting destroyed, and is like being airlifted out, and I'm like, wow, this movie went there. The drama. Like, yeah. This is crazy. This kid got fucked up. They didn't need to go into the dangers and the moral ethics of motorsport. Right. And then he wakes up in the hospital, and they're like, "Yeah, you killed somebody too." <laughs> <laughs> It's brutal, dude. Oh, man. This kid goes from playing video games to almost dying and killing somebody else. Super lighthearted Disney racer movie, aside from that. It's (laughs) it's really out of left field. Um, Wild. Oh, I got more movies. I I watched Leave the World Behind, which is like the number one thing on Netflix right now. Ethan Hawke and Julia Roberts. It's kind of... uh, I don't think I know this one. mm, I don't know how much I want to spoil it because this is brand new. And really hot on Netflix right yeah, now. A lot of people might we actually get want too to far watch into it. it. Yeah, um, pretty. It's cool. good though. Interesting movie. Okay. okay. Not necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk. I'll talk about that one later. Yeah, give it a little moment for people to watch it. Yeah, and then Barbie. I was talking about how I have my new theory. I think I'm pretty sure it's going to win Best Picture. It seems like it's lining up that way. I think it's funny. What made me had the thought was when I logged into HBO Max this week. <laughs> and it's funny because the algorithm for me, the algorithm thinks I'm an incel. It yeah. didn't show me Barbie on the banner. It showed me Lord of the Rings 20th anniversary. You yeah. know, fit more fitting. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I love Greta Gerwig. Come on. But uh, anyway, despite showing me all Lord of the Rings stuff, the pixel is like glowing pink and like leaving a trail of pink pixels. Yeah, I was going like, to say it's like dust. pink like petals or something. Oh, everywhere. Barbie. Okay, sure. And I was like, man. I've never like never really seen that level of marketing integration. And, it's intense. And the thing is, there's an equal amount of critical acclaim. Yeah. And an equal amount of public love and rapture over this. Every movie. I was just listening it's to coming from all three Stuff Island dude. and Jesse was Everybody Jetsky was trying to convince those boys to watch it as well. Oh, they haven't seen it? trying to get tommy pope to watch a movie called barbie dude oh it really kind of rips on his particular brand of masculinity too exactly I don't dude think he would like he's it. not like it's he not his kind of thing Ken, dude he and she was trying Ken. to sell them on it actually <laughs> he was like tommy, huh? what but tommy legit could have played ken in that movie he should have he would have taken it a little he too been seriously awesome. but uh yeah he i mean gosling slays of course gosling's one of the funniest Gosling. handsome men in the world yeah but tommy is funny too he could have done it and a good yeah. actor yeah, he's charismatic, handsome man as well. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, dude, the critics love it. The people love it. Money loves it. Um, the script yep. is so sharp and funny, and it tackles a lot of issues that are on everyone's minds right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, it feels like they just it's uh, nailed it oh, across yeah. the board. And, um, I mean, the most obvious point of all is that Margot Robbie is, like, undeniable in it. She's yeah. so good, dude. Yeah. yeah. From the very first moment that, like, Barbie shows doubt about like her perfect world you're like oh dude she's gonna be putting in work in this movie actually yeah this is gonna get good yeah 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 um and it bridges the gap dude gen z and boomers everybody loves it which is wild like five generations of people love this movie it's crazy yeah that is unprecedented right now i feel like black panther is the last one it's all these ultra (laughs) 
that sounds too like roganish of me to say the, the ultra that, like, woke the woke movies. movies but like white people really push black panther to the top um yeah you know, it was a, a, a lot of white guilt for sure you know for sure and I don't want to. Do I don't. Know, I can't. I, why did I take this turn of being dismissive? Because the movie deserves all the acclaim. It's yeah, great, for sure. You know? But in terms and Black of Panther an, was also amazing. But but the, the Oscars love voting in like overly woke bullshit movies like Crash. Of course. And um, it's Green, good for their image. Green Book. Yeah, remember Green Book? Yeah. And Crash. Does anyone talk about these movies? No. Terrible movies that won Best Picture because they were um, social. Yeah, it was an easy win for the Academy. So all I'm saying is Barbie has that cherry on top of all the legitimate things it has the going for The people genuinely it. loving the movie. Yeah, it has tons of legitimate credit going for it. And all that together, dude, it's got to win Best Picture. And it's going to be a funny Best Picture winner. Dua Lipa's going to sing the song at the Oscars probably. That's going to be awesome. That'll be cool. I love Dua Lipa. Yeah. Oh, that brought me to my Patreon pitch. Uh-oh. What this is got? what I'm going to rope you into for the Patreon. All right, what do we got? Week. Well, maybe not every week. Maybe once a month we'll do this. Okay. I want to make you watch a movie, and we'll do a live watch-along. All right. And I'm we'll into do, that. And we'll just record, and we'll try to do movies that people might be interested in watching. Okay. And and have access to on major streamers. Yes. So they can just like- Watch along if they want. Cue it up. We'll give a time code and go. Nice. And then they can watch movies with our incredible banter. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah, that All sounds right. awesome. The first one we're going to do. What have we got? I already picked it out. I started watching it, and then I got this idea and decided to stop. Is it Street Fighter? Oh, that would be good. <laughs> but now I want to make you watch movies you haven't seen. Oh, This man. one is one I haven't seen. <laughs> um, I was talking about I loving Korean shows the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I do. And I thought this um, show, Space Sweepers, was a show, but it's not. It's a movie. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that for some time, for a few years yeah. now. And it's a movie. Yeah, so we should watch that. I started watching it, like, five minutes of it. Is it awesome? And I was like, this is going to be so good. I'm going to make Alex watch this. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm into that. I was like, I'll make Alex watch it, and we'll tape it, and we'll make other We'll make content watch. out of it. Yeah. Boom. Done. Bam. That's awesome. Right? You got anything else? No, I got nothing else. You got to go to the soccer now? Let's start talking soccer. All right, we'll take a little break first, and then we'll come back and talk soccer. This episode of Soccer Situations is brought to you by Littlefoot Coffee. I mean, what can I say about Littlefoot Coffee? Um, they're not just friends of the pod, they're family of the pod, quite literally. Um, Alex started Littlefoot years ago after more than a decade of roasting experience, um, roasting coffee for some of the hottest, most fashionable, and uh, most importantly, tasty specialty coffee roasters in America. My favorite thing about it is that it's just really high-grade coffee without a drop of pretense. You're not going to find a bunch of weird, savory notes that the roaster is passing off as intentional. It's just really sweet, comforting flavors that everybody wants in their coffee. And now, for a limited time only, you can get 15% off at littlefootcoffee.com. Promo code situations once again you can get 15 percent off at littlefootcoffee.com using the promo code situations it's so dude you should you should have seen the reactions he was having to that were they furious he's like he's like she was like you guys seen barbie he's like what what, what? no no. no I thought, you think we don't watch Barbie? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, so offended just to be asked if he watched it. That's so funny. It was like the perfect reaction from him. That Tommy. Yeah. It's hilarious. He's really. He's something else. He's pretty insecure. He's very entertaining, though. Yeah. Unlike Manchester United. 
traveling to Liverpool. It was <laughs> that was a dismal match. Remember before the match, we're talking about Liverpool nil, Manchester United nil. If you haven't seen the scoreline, but uh, remember before the match when I t- posted. You can't say United aren't going for it based on their lineup. It's true. All optimistic and shit. Yep, that might be an open match. Yeah. No, it was a pretty miserable match. It was very dull. So much so that the only thing anyone is really talking about is Virgil van Dyke's post-match where it was like only one team came to win. What else did he say? They were buzzing with a point. These are the most cliche things to say after a result like this. Yeah, the home team a frustrating always result. says this salty stuff. Yeah. And yep. of course, you know, Roy Keane came back at him. That's that's cocky. It's like, this is all tedious. Okay, this has all been yeah. done a million times. This result's played out a million times. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. many times I we can We talked think about of... that before it kicked off. We were mm-hmm. saying how it used. To, there's been a lot of dull dull games between these two. Yeah, it used to be way more often than it would be a fun one. It would be a dull one. Yeah. Which is the only argument for the City rivalry being a better, not a better, more fun rivalry. Currently, yeah. Because the two teams really go at each other and score a lot of goals. Yep. But, yeah, these United Liverpool has always been like just like two guys rolling around in the mud choking each other. Yeah. You know? Just scrappy affairs, lots of like just shitty little tackles and like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they play up the atmosphere and like the the hatred so much, right? I don't know. It just feels like it turns into, like I don't know if it like weighs on the players or something or yeah. Or Speaking what. of the atmosphere, it's worth noting that is one of the worst. I don't know if it's just the way it was mic'd, but I don't think so because other people were commenting on it. One of the worst Anfield atmospheres I've ever seen. It was so quiet in there. Yeah, shocking considering you guys unveiled the new stand. Unveiled the new stand. So there's more people in there. Could have gone top in the league, top yeah. of the league against it was Manchester United. And silent. it was a fucking library in there, dude. Yeah, very bizarre. I don't know, other than what I said during the game, which is like honestly the kind of people that shout just can't afford to go to games anymore. Especially the like games like this. this. Game. Yeah. Buying yeah. a ticket to this game is like trying to get a ticket to the Super Bowl. It's honestly. true. The true diehard fans probably weren't in the seats. A no, lot of them. I don't think so. Because it was a weird atmosphere right? considering the game and honestly, the tension. Honestly, too, I don't know if I could be mad at a fucking local scouser, dude, if they sell their family ticket to that game for, for like, like five 10 grand, grand, 10 grand. That's their Christmas for their kids or for like, the, that's. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, dude. they can go to every other game of the season and for and, free, basically, and, like clock some major money for off of this one. You know, it's tough to yeah, dude, cash. I mean, it's tough, dude, to judge someone for that. Yeah, but it's, especially right now, I'm whatever sure. the cause was, the result sucked ass. It was quiet. Game had no. The only atmosphere was the buildup of "You'll Never Walk Alone," <laughs> which I also <laughs> want to complain about. NBC, oh my god, NBC, NBC. the worst coverage of all time. They build to this like wonderful moment of them singing this song with the and they hype the largest crowd in Anfield since yep. 1949. And then they're like passing it off to the song. Yeah, and it's right as the song is climax, and you hear the crowd getting into it and building behind it. And they're like, "Now go to Peacock," and I'm like, "We're gonna go to Peacock," and it's gonna say coverage hasn't started, Alex. Yep. We switch to Peacock. Coverage hasn't started. We miss all of that. Nope. Now you're trying to sell a sport here. We're trying to sell. Drama. drama. Like sport is emotion. drama. Yeah. yeah. Think of all the f- fake bullshit that an NFL broadcast does to generate that kind of emotion before an NFL broadcast. It's all <laughs> fake stories and shit that they make up. Yeah. They, they bring in pop stars to do performances. You have this crowd singing this song, and it's all you need, and you cut away from it. 
and you, and that's and it. then your Passover is to a channel where it's just playing a loop thing with yeah nothing until literally the moment they kick the ball off exactly then that. you cut to coverage it's infuriating dude. it's it does it doesn't make sense it's awful broadcast and they've had this they've had the rights for so long now and they've paid so much for these rights. how are they fucking it up this bad I know. And I know probably a lot of non-Liverpool fans might be listening and rolling their even fast-forwarding, like Todd's complaining he didn't get to watch They'll Never Walk Alone. But it's about the standard of the broadcast. And regardless of whatever your fucking crowd sings no. before a match, I'm sure you've been pissed off by the same thing before your It match. frustrates me every time. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I get ner- like tension before games. Mm-hmm. So when I turn on a game and it clicks over to kickoff time and, and it's, it's not- still just showing me an NBC screen, I'm like, I don't know if this is loading. I don't know if it's not going to load. Yeah. It's just a frustration frustrating experience do you think they're trying to replicate the old pub experience from when the idiot waitress like wasn't paying attention <laughs> just forgot and, and to change turn the tv over and everyone at the bar is like come on <laughs> it's what it feels like yeah. every every week when you're trying to watch games it's what it feels like right so so annoying it's anyway. a little thing but it's just yeah you know i think a lot of our if we had british listeners they would say you guys get to watch all the matches shut up right <laughs> <laughs> Pull that mic down a little bit. You're holding it right on your mouth again. Alex, do not do that. Oh, my God. I'm just going to delete this whole mic one of these episodes. Um, well, anyway, yeah, I managed to uh, cram about five minutes of Liverpool talking from that miserable game, so yeah. that's cool. Let's move on to Crystal Palace 2, Manchester City 2. Great result. Amazing result. Unbelievable result. Didn't believe really. it. City up 2-0 at the 75th minute. Cruising. What do you expect? You know, that I would expect them either to get more goals or to just like casually go pass it away to nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I would expect. It's a whole new Manchester City, though, and yeah. they've been losing leads like crazy. Like, yeah, what is going on there? I don't know. Uh, exhaustion they, is the only need... thing I can think of. Yeah, that's probably the real answer. Mm-hmm. De Bruyne is almost back, though. Yeah, I saw him in training. It's terrifying. They beat the Urawa Reds. I saw that too today in the club. That was World an exciting news now. to read on BBC Sport today. Yeah. Um, yeah, shocking though. That's a. Uh, oh yeah, I see your next note in here is hilarious as well. I saw the photo, the still photo of Hodgson. Oh yeah, that was pretty funny stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pep screaming and yelling at the refs and doing all kinds of crazy stuff right at the end. And Hodgson was just watching like an old man at the park feeding the ducks. He was just like standing there smiling and <laughs> so happy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny stuff. He was really enjoying himself there. Yeah, he was uh, loving it. And understandably so. Yeah, that penalty in the ninety fifth—that's kicking the balls. Yeah, that hurts. That's a frustrating way to lose or to drop points like that. I like it because City have found a lot of different ways to drop points. It's probably driving Pep fucking insane. It's true. It's been a mix. I mean, you could say unlucky, lots of stuff, but the truth is they're falling off late in games. You could argue luck for maybe one or two, but when it keeps happening like this. You yeah. Know? Yeah, no. They, I mean, there's definitely a, a drop-off in performance. And you're right. It probably is just fatigue yeah. for these players. They've played so many games. Right. So it's a good thing they had to jet off to Saudi Arabia to play in the Club World Cup, right? Yeah, they, it's fantastic. I mean, it's great for us. Yeah, that they're stuffing extra games into an already busy period. Totally. I had hoped Liverpool could use the gap to, uh, you know, widen the gap in the table, but we kind of choked there. Yep, yep. But Arsenal did not. Let's move on to Arsenal two, um, Brighton nil. Brighton nil. Arsenal dominant for once over Brighton. Yeah, it seemed pretty casual. Um, seemed very casual. Um, my, my first note is just 
Lewis Dunk. This game could have been way worse for Brighton if Lewis Dunk didn't put on an absolute masterclass in defending. Yeah, he was everywhere. He was just everywhere. He was blocking every that even that shot he took off his balls. And he was like screaming. He was up and clearing a ball off the line 30 seconds later. Yeah, it's crazy. The guy was everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it easily could have been four or five if they if he wasn't flying around out there. It reminded you of one of those old Harry Maguire at Leicester performances that got <laughs> yeah. him that $50 million or $80 million move? $85 million, million, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's insene. Yeah. But um, remember Harry Maguire being like that? Just like a lumpy dude that was just he throwing was just himself everywhere. through the air. Yeah. 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 Blocking everything. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it was it was funny. We were we were talking about that with the how England is. Even, I know he's thirty two, but like, how is England not playing Lewis Dunk? Right, the or at least having him in Maguire, the squad. You know, um, we just compared them. Now let's contrast them with Dunk. You have a cultured footballer that can also play it out of the back. He can pass. He can move with the ball. Yeah, and he doesn't look thirty two. I'll tell you that much. No, and some despite that, Maguire gets in the team ahead of him every single every single time, time. for England. Well, even when, like, I know Maguire's had a bit of an upturn mm-hmm. in form right now, but he was a laughingstock for a while, and he was still getting in ahead of Dunk. Uh, yeah, Kai Havertz scored yet another one. Seems to have really found found form. Having a great time. The whole team's having a great time. <laughs> uh, did you see the Mikel, Mikel's yellow card, his explanation after the game? No, what did he say? So when they scored the goal, or what, so... Oh no! It was like he was calling for a yellow card um, to one of their players after we just got booked for a similar foul, oh, okay. and he was like waving his hands, like both his hands over his head, going crazy. And then afterwards, they asked him what he was doing, and he just said he was waving to Martinelli. <laughs> <laughs> he was literally just like waving his—he's waving his hands, frantic as hell, over his head, and just like he was like, "Oh, I was just trying to get Martinelli's attention." <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, he's got to turn over a new leaf now he yeah he promised to he loves the refs now he loves the refs yeah he would never disrespect them he sees things through their eyes now i wonder how long that's gonna take he feels their pain how eventually some ref's gonna do something and you're it's, it's gonna, gonna cut gonna... to mckell and there's just gonna be a stream of blood coming out one nostril yeah it could have <laughs> happened in this game it could have happened in this game uh yeah so funny uh-oh we're we gonna get a gravy appearance gravester what's up dude you almost jumped on the laptop. Well, Gravy Explorers, let's talk about Burnley nil, Everton 2. I don't know if I have that home and away right. Everton. Were they at home? See, we were, I'm confused now because we just watched Everton play at home. Right. It doesn't matter But too I do much. think they were at home. Yeah, I think so. I think but anyway. Burnley as well. We don't have a lot to say about it except that, to me, this felt like a routine Everton win. Yeah. And I felt like that was the first time it felt like, a, oh, yeah, just Everton, just a casual win against a relegation team. Yeah. It hasn't felt like they've been able to have that stability in a long, long time. They feel like they've really built, like, actual solid momentum. Yeah. I think they have four wins and four clean sheets at home for the first time, like, in 20 years. Wow. Something like that. That's amazing. Yeah. It's huge. So... Good stuff from Everton. Still, at this point, it's not surprising, really. No, you know, we knew they were. We knew Dice was going to build. I just got caffeine squeaking s- my eye. <laughs> was going to build like a solid foundation for that team. Yeah, and it seems to have like kind of reached that point yeah. of like, oh yeah, this is who we are. This just reminded me. I think it was at Burnley. Because, it was at uh, Burnley. The fans were cheering Dice. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're yeah. correct. Yep. Yeah, I remember yeah. them clapping him. Yep. Um. So yeah. Good, yeah, but good for Everton. Everton on form. Good for Everton and bad for Everton. 
Who would have guessed the League Cup is still going on? Get, I forgot about it completely. The moment you get knocked out of the League Cup, you forget about it. I got home from work and I was literally <laughs> sitting in the other room over there, and I heard you watch. I heard Gallagher, and I was like, "Are you watching soccer? Is there something on right now?" <laughs> I completely forgot. What's funny is Liverpool aren't even knocked out of it, and I still had to verify that. Did you guys? I was play like, today I think too? we're still in it. Oh, we play tomorrow. Okay. Liverpool West Ham tomorrow. Nice. But today we had Everton one, Fulham one. Um, went to penalties. Unfortunately, Everton had Tyrannosaurus Rex in, in box. It was shockingly hilarious. It was like it was almost like a gift to us to watch that penalty shootout. It was. We tuned in late. We wanted, we caught the second half, actually, of the game. Yeah. Uh, and then the shootout. And, yes, Jordan Pickford's arms were just too short to capture every single Everyone penalty. was rolling into the corner just past his arms. His little tiny fingertips would brush him. Yeah. It, it was very funny every single time. I kept thinking that they were hitting it too close to him, and yeah. they still go through his arms every time. Yeah. He went the right <laughs> way every time, poor little guy. He did. He's got a good eye on that He's quick very little, good at guessing. Quick yeah. like a cat. Yep. But little arms like a cat, too. That's unfortunate. Yeah, so Fulham go through to the semis. Yeah. I'm, I love it. Don't mind it. And then we had Chelsea simultaneously. Chelsea won. Newcastle won. Going straight to pens as the EFL Cup does. They love it. Love a bit of penalties. I like straight to pens because that cup shouldn't exist. And Yeah, we don't need more football. Any less minutes of football they get is better. Yeah. Wild stuff in this game. Alex was very offended by Bruno Guimaraes in this game. I'm just sick of that guy, man. I know. He's gotten away with a lot of red, what should have been red cards. and He came flying across this dude and, like, high kicked. And, like, yeah, his high kick went in front of the guy and didn't, like, fully connect the body. Yeah. But it was outrageously wild and out of control. Dude, he the, should have been sent off for it. The fact that the kick didn't connect is actually kind of a testament to how out of control it was. It was insane. Because he's just swinging it like a fucking axe or something. He was swinging um, it like he was trying to punt a ball. Like yeah. A, like a like an NFL like a, punter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it like went and f- just happened to go past the guy instead yeah. of kicking him right in the side. Yeah, it was pretty wild stuff. And but it's not the first we've seen of him doing that. This I would season. need to pull some clips. Obviously, we haven't seen a tackle exactly like that one. Yeah. But I've seen him pull moves that I cannot believe he didn't see straight red. He did a lot of dirty shit against us too in that did match. He? That was the other frustration with that match is he was doing a lot of dirty stuff off the ball in that game. Yeah. He's a he's a dirty player. Super dirty and player. And if they don't stomp him out, stomp it out of the game, he's going to hurt somebody bad. Like he's going to have a leg breaker soon. If yeah. he flying in the at the speed he does. Yeah. He can you can see he complete he completely switches and goes red. Yeah. He can't control it. Right. Like when he elbowed who was it? Jesus? He, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was out Maniac. of control that time. He too. sees red and he just goes absolutely out of control. Mm-hmm. That was another one he didn't even get called on. No. Nope, nothing for that. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh yeah. but yeah, so we'll hopefully I mean I hope that does not happen. Yeah. But it's scary. Yeah, no, for sure. I see that red flag too. Definitely. Um, speaking of, yeah, uh, Casado also got yeah. very lucky. I actually didn't see this one. Tell us about it. It was, you know, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't the worst, but he did like uh, the player was running away and he reached toward him with his foot and like went down the back of his calf, oh, like wow. high on the calf with studs. Yeah, that hurts. Um, easily could have been a red. Um, I see the ref giving it to him like because it's literally a minute into the match. Uh, Would have been pretty brutal, but sure. It easily in a lot of other situations would have been a red. Yeah, God, I hate when refs don't give those early in the match. I know. So in the I know. in the Manchester United Liverpool match, there was one not a red, but from Amrabat that should have been a yellow. And like the yeah, first an early yellow for I guess a, 
important defending midfielder. Yeah, and he went on to have three or four more. I, you know, he did get on a yellow eventually, but he had yeah. But then you more. see the ref every time pointing, counting, and it's like yeah. All of those could have been yellows. He yeah. should have been gone. We did. We need to rewind to that actually, though, because there was a hilarious incident in that uh, game where Diego Dello received two yellows for protesting oh. in ten seconds. He threw his arm in the air, got a yellow, threw his arm in the air again, and got another yellow and got sent off. Yeah, we didn't think that's what happened in real time. We're like, he I think must have no one been knew on what was happening. Yeah, but no, uh, Michael Oliver, two yellows, and he's like, boom, protesting. Oh, you're gonna do it again? Boom. We have fantasized about that happening. Yeah. I would have imagined it happening against Manchester United would have been one of the most satisfying moments of my life. Right. Right? I should have been a joyous It should have been the best thing. I was so frustrated from the game, and it was so unclear what was happening that I didn't yeah. even really get to enjoy it. No, it was confusion for the next, like, five minutes. I think eventually the announcers told us what happened because VAR was discussing it. Yeah. Because I think even the VAR officials were like, did he mean to – did he really just send him off with two yellows in a row? Like, yeah. they were even confused by yeah, what he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, And also it was in the 88th minute, I think, so there was no hope of really pulling a game out or it having much of an impact on the game. Yeah, you didn't have enough time to really see an impact. But a funny incident, nonetheless. That's true. We did miss that one. Mm-hmm. Back to Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about Nkuku coming back. Um, the, the, the scare of Nkunku. I feel like the I unknown. forget the second end sometimes. Nkunku. Nkunku. Um, but anyway, yeah, this is a guy I've been afraid of since I watched Dominic Sobis lie highlights at Leipzig over the summer. And you saw the player on the end of all his balls. Most of them were Nkunku, and a lot of the finishes were quite tidy. Yeah. Yeah, he looks a confident player. Yeah. Is he yeah. going to be the spark that brings Chelsea together? Let's hope not, but he might be. I mean, he's definitely going to bring new life to that attack for sure. Yeah, definitely. Nicholas Jackson's sweating right now. Yeah, he should be. He should be. It's funny. There was a commentator today wondering, how is Nkunku going to fit into the team, though? Are they going to put two up front? I'm like, "Mm, I think they can probably drop Jackson. No, they're going to drop (laughs) Jackson. I'm pretty sure he's going to drop Jackson to the bench. My guy. And he's going to be like, all right, at least we have now we have a decent option on the bench for our. Right. Late in the game, you know? Right, exactly. But I'm pretty sure Nkunku is going right into that uh, number one spot up top there. Right. <sighs> um. Anyway, yeah, so we right now – oh, wait. Do we even mention what happened in that penalty shootout? Uh, Chelsea comfortably won it. Yeah, they sure did. They – I'll give Chelsea that as well. Very confident, very well-taken penalties. Yeah, for sure. Every oh. one of them was just banged in the corner and it was over. Yeah, not like trips. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so oh yeah, trippy. Anyway, yeah, the London boys, Chelsea and Fulham, move on to the semis tomorrow. Liverpool, West Ham play, and I don't know what the other fixture is because I don't really care that much about this cup, to be honest. We got to mention Trippier's nightmare situation too. Go ahead and do that while I look Just, it up. The poor guy is in some of the worst form I've ever seen. Like to the point where I'm questioning today. I'm like, is he getting paid to throw matches? Because that's the second time I've seen him basically lay a ball off for a striker. Like, just absolutely mistouch it perfectly into the path as if he meant to do it for a striker just oh, to run right. onto a ball and score. He's yeah. just having a, And then he takes one of the worst penalties you've ever seen. I'm like, is this guy paying, getting paid to lose? Yeah, he was ha- definitely seemed to be having that kind of day. He almost is a Harry Maguire kind of day. I mean, just I mean, recently too, like just in other matches for them, he's been embarrassing as well. Yeah, it's true. Uh, he's really falling apart. 
Oh, yeah. If you take a look at a Newcastle fan farm right now, there's not a lot of love for trips. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for him in that way. Anyway, I missed—I didn't miss, but I zoned out for the first half of your description of that because I was looking at the quarterfinal scores for the League Cup. Uh-oh. The, they all the quarterfinals have taken place. The one we missed was Port Vale hosting Middlesbrough. Oh, whoa. Middlesbrough 3, Port Vale 0. Um, yeah, didn't know that was a thing. Hope we draw Middlesbrough for the semifinal. Yeah, that'd be nice, <laughs> that'd be nice huh? <laughs> okay. Let's look to the future, Alex. Yep, yep, yep. Some crucial holiday fixtures coming up. None more so than the 23rd. The biggest. We have. Game of the year. Liverpool hosting Arsenal. Massive. Mm, wonder if it's going to be better than Liverpool hosting Manchester United. I think entertainment-wise it will be. God, please. But I don't know if we'll enjoy it anymore. I hope I do. <laughs> I wonder if they can cram another 7,000 fans in. Yeah, right. Let's take it to 60-whatever, a little bit more than the Emirates. Just put them in the untested section. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, yeah, we'll be going into this with uh, Arsenal top of the league. As you see, yeah, I, did, we, I did rotate the shirts behind yeah, you there. It's a topsy-turvy table right now. We're back on top. Yep. I, I said I, I said I wanted a continually shuffling top four, and I'm getting it. And we're getting it. Yeah. We're getting it. Yeah. You guys have the chance, obviously, to go right back on top at um, home. And, yeah, that's the that's the way you want to do it, against the direct opponent. Yeah, that's got it. I mean, that's the confidence right there. If you do it against your direct rival in the title, that, that's a lot of uh, – that sways the energy as well as the points. For sure. Um, you know, it's a bummer. That, that game's on the 23rd. Three days later, Liverpool play on Boxing Day. I know. Which one of us have it worse, Liverpool that have to play three days later or Arsenal that don't get to play on Boxing Day? I know. I'm, I'm not happy about the non-Boxing Day fixture. Yeah, I'll take the extra game. Um, and I also think it just it just kind of fucks us on the back end because then we play again three days later, I think, after that. It always so we comes, still just get it around the other way, and then I don't get a Boxing Day fixture. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Read the sucks. Boxing Day traditions, folks. If you're a more recent fan of the game, you might not know that every team used to play on Boxing Day. Yeah, it was literally soccer day. You every... could just watch football sun up to sundown. It was the best best day of the year. It was great. Best day of the season. Now there's kind of NFL in it, fanning it out over a few days. Yeah. And even more to the point, there's so much constant fixture congestion that they can't just arrange the holiday fixtures like they used to because they have it's to true. accommodate all this other stuff. You know, there used to be a time we used to look forward to the holiday fixtures, as we call them. Yeah, because it was the busiest time of the season. Because it was extra football. You got your Saturday game, and then you'd have a bonus game midweek. Yeah. And then you'd have another one. And, it's and there amazing. And it seemed like there was so much, but now it's always like that. So yeah. it, it doesn't seem special. Not at and all. And in fact, it seems bad. You're kind of sick of it, and all of your players are hurt. Yeah, now you're just scared the entire time that you're going to lose players right. for a long period of time. Right. That's all you're worried about. So I do love the tradition of everyone playing on Boxing Day. Yeah. But I don't love teams having to play two days before and three days after. No, it's not. That's know? It sucks. Yeah, it does suck. It really sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I didn't even look at how spread out the fixtures were for Boxing Day until just now. It is straight up 26th, 27th, and 28th. That's a bummer, dude. That's terrible. Yeah. They're, t- they're killing the magic, dude. Oh, man. What speaking, a bummer. Yeah. Speaking of killing the magic, man, my links are excellent today. <laughs> 
The magic is gone between Steve Cooper and Nottingham Forest. Oh, we're losing the most British man alive. The most British man alive. A guy that kind of makes our TV smell like Earl Grey tea every time it's he true. comes down. Every time down, we just see his face. Um, is gone. Don't you hate when these managers that have brought the team up, sometimes through multiple divisions, that have really like, yeah. almost earned a statue outside of these little these club stadiums? They deserve a statue, When yeah. it's time for them to go? It's, I mean, it's time, heartbreaking. Yeah, time waits for no man, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They uh, have to do what's right for the club now in the long term. Yeah, you know? but it's, it's always gut-wrenching. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a particularly, this is a sad one. We like Steve Cooper. Yeah. You know, he was doing a great job, and he did a great job for them. Yeah, he should be proud. But he's having a, he's having a hard time, and they have to do something to try you know, and fix it. He can only look to uh, Sheffield United's Chris Wilder. Yeah, and, uh, and hope for and a redemption hope for the future. Arc. Like we yeah. said, these these lower, lower, these smaller, smaller clubs. Some clubs like to recycle. Forest is actually a huge club, old, right? old favorites, <laughs> right? Yeah, they all yeah. Be, they're huge clubs. They're all not giant clubs. That's true. Um, but uh, yeah, they like to recycle old classic managers. They love it. Yeah. So just wait for them to go through another dark time, Steve. We're sure you'll be back. Yep, they'll bring you back in for the feel good story. You'll get the team firing again. Mm-hmm. You'll have another couple seasons, probably. And then the cycle begins all over again. No, it's, he's gonna, <laughs> let's face it. He's going to come back in ugly circumstances because that's when you go to the old classic. That's true. It is so always you're going to come back when Forrest is in a deep relegation fight. Yeah. And everyone hates everything. Yep. And you have to come in. And, and you're going to have to be the happy guy that comes in and fixes it all. Yep. See, I got some MLS notes this week. I did see this. I was like, oh, boy, what's going on here? Cool stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Well, MLS is pulling its teams out of the U.S. Open Cup, which I did think was interesting. That is interesting. You know, that's uh, the oldest cup competition in the U.S. Huh. It goes, it's been running since 1914. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to act like I have any emotional yeah. tie to this cup. Right. But I know it is the legit com- cup competition in the States. Yeah. And they're foregoing it now for um, this new Leagues Cup with Liga MX, which I've been excited about. Honestly, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It is sad that they're, you know, killing off another. Honestly, like. They're going to play like MLS Is there B that teams. many games over here? I was like, why can't we do. I feel like over here, why not add more games? They said right? MLS teams will play one to six less games, which doesn't sound like much of a savings. Not really at all. Yeah, it seems like Just they play the games. It. Just shut up and play the games. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised doing? if they go if they pull back into it. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe if there's like backlash. It might just be. Community. I'm sure, like with everything else, it's just marketing nonsense. There's probably more money behind the league's cup with the Mexican league. For sure. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. They're gonna get way more viewership. Yeah. Definitely. Um. And honestly, I kind of want to watch that. I definitely. I dude. I actually bought it on Apple because they, they did there it last go, year. Yeah. I bought it on Apple TV last year. The, the league's cup pass. Yeah. And I only watched one game. I kept kept forgetting about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't watch soccer at night. I watch soccer in the morning. I know, right? <laughs> it's confusing. It is confusing. So, um, but yeah, I probably will buy the pass again. I like the idea. I think it's worth it. I want to support it. Yeah. And I always like. Just, I'm so curious about the Mexican leagues all the time. Yeah, well, and like, first how, of all, like how good insane. these teams are. Yeah, talent's going to come out. The teams are going to be insane, and it's crowds just, are going to be fun. It's going to be better stories. The MLS is so sterile to me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I can't. I can't get drawn into it. I've tried. tried I try occasionally tried to just get watched matches and get into it, and I just can't. I can't. It doesn't pull me in. I think if we lived in one of the key cities that actually has a good support, maybe. But yeah, if we could get like a good environment going to games. Mm-hmm. 
maybe. But I don't know. It's yeah. hard. To, it's hard. I'll keep giving it tries, though. Yeah. Well, Alex, we didn't really look ahead to anything other than uh, Arsenal-Liverpool. Yeah, we can we can jump back into looking ahead for the... I don't really care too much, too, to be honest. Honestly, it's all... It's so stressful. It's all I'm thinking about. Although, there are some <laughs> good games on here. Uh-oh. What do we have to talk about? Well, I'll say Tottenham-Everton is going to be a good game. Oh, yeah. This happens sometimes where Liverpool-Arsenal play and Tottenham-Everton, both of our ri- derby true. rivals play each other. This does kind of happen a lot, doesn't I've it? I've noticed it happen a handful of times in the past few years. Yeah. It's funny. That is very interesting. Yeah, Everton resurgent, tough. Tottenham kind of back, but still Had a bounce damaged. back, but still didn't look fully convincing, I'd say. I'm actually picking Everton for this one. Honestly, they got the momentum. Are they at home? I will take. I would take Everton. Oh, it's at Tottenham. Interesting. Um, I think you're right though. I'm picking Everton. I think Everton's been the form side. Yeah. And it'd be a be a funny result. I'm glad you brought that up because I had seen it and I did not notate it. That's a bad journalist. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's worth talking about. Definitely. That is a great. Yeah. I was, I got a little overexcited about the rest of the match. There's not a lot of other good stuff on here. No, it's fine. Um, I mean, city versus, Oh wait, city Brentford. That's postponed, right? Cause of the, yeah. Cities and cities off, off just playing need needless games. Uh, West Ham versus man. U. Hmm, that could be, that good. should be interesting. Yeah. West Ham will be coming off a tough Carabao, tough Carabao Cup loss to Liverpool. They'll be heartbroken. West Ham's been very up and down. Didn't they win or lose 5-0 to Fulham and then win like 3 or 4-1 the next week? Yeah, they sure did. Um, so maybe they – we'll see. We'll see where they're at in that uh, wavy form they got going on. Hmm. Maybe they can get a funny win over United. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Wolves-Chelsea. Nothing. Yeah. Is that interesting? Well, that'll be the Nkunku, full that'll yeah. be the full league debut of Nkunku. There we um, go. My words are struggling today. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. But uh, <laughs> actually, uh, yeah. no, I'm I'm curious to see that. Yeah, I would like actually. I'm I'll be nervously watching that one. Wolves will be out to without see how Raul deadly he Jimenez. is. Yep. Because he made one of the most insane tackles. Speaking I've of ever seen. insane tackles flying in, yeah, Dude, that was crazy. He too. somehow came off the top ropes for that. Again, like he pull, he was smart enough to pull his leg out of it, but still came in like hip checked his it head. Was just a wild approach. It was so insane. What's he doing, dude? He was so high in the air for no reason whatsoever at that moment. Yeah, for someone who's recently suffered a serious head trauma, you think he'd be a little more careful. You would think so. <laughs> I mean, hey, he's scoring goals again. Maybe he's just I guess feeling he's better. Healed. Yeah, he's, he's healed. feeling full. He's feeling 100 percent. Apparently, that's what he's telling us. Raul, settle down. He's bringing that Liga MX energy to the Premier League. You gotta bring that to the League's Cup in uh, MLS. Dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I think that should be about it for this episode. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Um, wrap it up. Tune in for some Patreon content, y'all. It's uh, patreon.com slash soccer situations. And check us out on the socials. Yeah, follow us. Leave us a review on Spotify yeah, or Apple. Whether you like us, you hate us. And follow us on YouTube. Thanks, y'all. We'll Later. See you soon. Thank you.